2: Hold all hands. Beat to quarters. Unerf the guns. Stand by this covered battery. One broadside into it, if you please, Captain Bush. Pointers on target. Blint stops ready. I aye, aye, sir. Ready. Fire. Fire. Michael Redgrave as C.S. Forrester's indomitable man of the sea, Horatio Hornblower. never forget my 18th birthday. Usually when a man's young, birthdays are joyous occasions. But there I was in the year 1794, young midshipman, hornblower, and I was a prisoner on board a French privateer. It was the saddest birthday I ever had. And here's the way it began. A week before my birthday, I was adrift on the Bay of Biscay in an open boat with four British sailors and ten captured Frenchmen. Midshipman Hornblower had lost his first command. Don't take it too hard, Mr. Hornblower, sir. We're bound to get picked up sometime. Might even be by our own ship, the Indefatigable, sir. Wish we'd never left the Indefatigable, Matthews. It wasn't your fault that blasted rush ship floundered under us. I don't remember to patch up that hole in the hull, Matthews. If I'd remembered in time, it was below the waterline, sir. It's below or above, I should have had my wits about me. It was that cargo of rice done the damage, sir. Soaking up every drop of water that come in. By the time we realized it had swelled all up, spit that cargo ship apart like it was a pea pod. The Mary Gallant. my first command. I same thing could have happened to anybody. The old man, <laughs> beg your pardon, Captain Paloo won't blame you for it? I blame myself. But well, don't you see, Matthews, I, I was ordered to take over the Mary Gallant after the indefatigable stopped her. She, she, she was a prize of war. I had orders to sail her to England, not to the bottom. I blame myself, and I shall tell Captain Pulitzer so, when I make my report. Yes, sir. Mr. Oldblower, sir. What? It come. The wind's backing. Yes, sir. I noticed, Matthews. We'd better take in the sea anchor and sail, sails, well, sir. Well, if it holds, we may manage to clear Ushant and set a true course for England. Hunter! Aye, right, sir. Hunter! Right, sir. All in that sea anchor. All right, sir. Hunter, call our prisoners to attention. You're still rated my petty officer, you know. Hi, you up there, father? You monsieur, wake up on your feet. Uh, well, what, is, uh, what is happening? We're hoisting sail. Have your men stand by the halyards. Lively now. Bien, uh, yeah, monsieur. All uh, revoir, Don't seem to want to, sir. They're arguing with their officers. So I know this. Here he comes now. Huh? Now, that's far enough stand, monsieur. Uh, sir, I, I asked father... In this small open boat, it is ours. Speak from where you are. I ordered your men to make sail. We, oui, we oui, mais, it appears you are setting a strange course. Uh, what's strange about it? You have turned the tiller to head west. Ha, that is no way to reach the coast. It is. The coast of England. Chateau. Oh, monsieur, monsieur, to wait for England, this is insane small open boat. It is hundreds of miles. Yes, it but is. French coast is no more than 30 or 40 miles, Monsieur Lieutenant. I'm not a lieutenant. I'm a midshipman. Bien, bien, but... but keep your distance. This is madness. My men will not obey. Pest. Oh, how old are you? 16? 17? I shall be 18 next week. A child, a mere child. How can you give orders? I am more than twice your age. A seasoned mariner. There is only one course. To wait for sure. France or whatever, it matters not. One step further and this pistol will go off. Oh, you, you. You would not shoot me. One step and I'll pull the trigger. You order your men to hoist sail. The first one that disobeys will be shot. Oh, me, monsieur, you... Give that order. Yeah. Is here a word? Uh, well, that's that. Aye, Mr. Hornblower, sir. A proper ferocious you looked with that pistol. Mind if I make one suggestion, sir? Suggestion what? Next time, you'd better cock the pistol, sir. Why way it is now, it wouldn't even fire. <laughs> yes, many things I had to learn when I was young midshipman Hornblower. <laughs> I remember how my knees shook as I sat in the stern sheets... and <laughs> how furious I was with myself, for forgetting to cock a pistol... Well, the tiny open boat sailed westward, and for two days there was no sign of a sail anywhere except mine. And then, at dawn of the third day. Mr. Olmbows, sir. Hmm? Wake up. Oh, Matthews. Oh, There's a sail bearing down on us. A sail? Where? Off the port quarter. Where? Well, it might be our own ship, Matthews. I I dreamt that the interpatch would pick us up. I Oh. Yes, sir. It's still far from full daylight, but the top amber of that vessel is clear to make out. Yes. It ain't the indefatigable, sir. No. Sorry. No, it's not. Still and all, there might be other British ships standing blockade off this coast. It might be French. Aye, sir, it might. We'll know soon enough. It's coming right down on us. Welcome aboard, sir, to the French privateer peak. I am Captain Neuville. And you? I am midshipman Hornblower of Vis- britannic Majesty's ship indefatigable you were in an open boat we captured a prize i was put aboard in command it it sank Hmm, regrettable now the tables are turned eh? the queue of your prize are free it is you who are prisoners no no no. your pistols please and that uh, dirk i shall show you to your quarters will you come This ain't bad, Mr. Rambler, sir. Oh, you like the quarters, Matthews? Come in. Oh, Captain Nerville, you are surprised, Monsieur Rambler. Uh, there is a reason for my quick return. Two of your crew are proving difficult. Um, Carson and Hunter, perhaps. Whatever their names, they have been ordered to do work aboard the Peak, and they refuse. And uh, why, in Bridegates, shouldn't they refuse? Oh, that's enough, Matthews. Captain Nerville, my men and I are prisoners. By the international code governing treatment of prisoners... I am not concerned with the code! You forget, I am a privateer. I set my own rules. But there There are no buts, my dear young man. They shall work, or I will have them thrown over the side. You wouldn't dare. I assure you, it is highly probable. And this man also, his name? Matthews. Matthews. (laughs) Well, Monsieur Honbrun. Matthews? You will go between decks and tell hunter carson and smith to comply and you also aye, aye sir mm-hmm. i make an exception only in the case of officers my thanks how old are you what's that never mind very young i am certain but you will become more ardent with age now my friend is there any courtesy i can extend well, I, I don't know what perhaps some what, well, reading matter? My fear, I have only professional books. Oh. Rangins, Principles of Navigation, and and Handbook on Seamanship. Well, they're French. You cannot read French? <laughs> Badly, but, well, I might as well learn. Bien, bien, you shall have them. And you shall also have the freedom of the ship, Monsieur ramblor But do not attempt anything. My crew have most sharp eyes. Shall I light the lamp, sir? Yes, well, well, I might as well read. Yes, my despair was as deep as the pit, as wide and endless as all the sorrows of youth. And I felt most particularly low-spirited on that one special day. Today's date, sir? Ain't it July the 4th. Well, congratulate me, Matthews. It's my birthday. Now. Born 18 years ago, July the 4th, 1776. Did you ever have a birthday cake, Matthews? Me, sir? No. I did every year that I can remember until I joined the Navy. A cake now. Better than ship's biscuit any time, I'd say. Was it a good cake, sir? Oh, always. My mother baked it. Must have been then. And one year she put candles on it. Candles? It's on top, small candles, and lighted them one by one for each birthday. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Well, you don't sound impressed, Matthews. Don't know as I am, sir. Who can enjoy a cake with candle drippings all over it? Oh, <laughs> no, you blew them all out before they dripped it. It was good luck, Matthew. Was lighted candles meant good luck. Mm. Well, no candles today. No, sir. No cake either. Mr. Ormblower, it's, it's awful stuffy cooped up in this cabin. Mm. Why don't you spend some time on deck? I will, Matthews. Tomorrow. <laughs> On deck today, eh, Monsieur Homblois? Yes, sir. And how do you like our good ship, Peak? Oh, well, your ship's better, yeah? Yeah? Yes, yeah, sir. It means she handles well, Captain. Oh, so <laughs> she does, Monsieur Homblois, extremely well. Fast and light. And there is none better before the wind. Mm. Now make yourself at liberty. Ahoy, ahoy, look out. Any sail? No sail. Morning, Matthews. Morning, sir. No, no, keep on working. Aboard this vessel, you take orders from them. Mm. Aye. Holy stone the deck and pick oakum. Well, you had the same duties aboard the indefatigable. Ah, and used to swear about them. I wouldn't swear now, even though our ship's got twice the deck this has. Well, at least you're kept busy. I don't know which is worse, being busy oh, or just. To... the deck! Sail, sail! A sail! Away, away. Matthews! Look, how it's pointing towards the starboard bar. Aye, sir. Well, up on the shelves. Quick, man. Well? Well, Matthews. Well, speak up, man. Is it British? It's, it's heading this way. It's, it's the indefatigable, sir. What? Or, or I'm a blind man. I'd swear it's the indefatigable. It's more years now than I care to count, but uh, I remember that moment well. Myself as a midshipman, one day beyond my 18th birthday, a prisoner aboard the French privateer Peak. I blamed myself for being a prisoner, but my heart jumped at the prospect of rescue. A sail had been sighted. It was only a speck on the distant horizon, but it was instantly recognizable as a glimpse of home. The indefatigable... It's caught sight of us and set course this way. It's her own ship, Matthews. Sir, I might have been mistaken. All that's shown is the top no, you're not mistaken, Matthews. I'd recognize that cut anywhere, at any distance. You can make out more of her now. Yes. Yes. Captain Pellew is lo- loosing her royals. All sail set. Oh, Matthews, we'll, we'll be back on board in time for Grog. Do not set your hopes too high, Monsieur Ombla. Uh, Captain Melville. Oui. Your late ship, I understand. Yes, I... Uh, possibly. A frigate, is she not? A British frigate. Without guns, you three to one. <laughs> First, it must come within range. What is our best point of sailing? I refuse to answer that question. Oh, <laughs> please do not look so noble, Mr. Rambler. I could induce you to give the information. There are ways. Unfortunately for you, it is unnecessary. There is no ship on Earth, especially none of His Britannic Majesty's clumsy frigates, that can outsail the peak running before the wind. I don't believe it. Then you shall see. Where ship? Stand by come about! We Well, you see, Monsieur Hombloreau. Yes. Already your indefatigable is falling parastern. Yes, I can see. Yes. Two more hours, and we shall have one armor stayed under. It's very likely. For certain. Close that door, quick. Aye, sir. Fetch those mattresses off the cots. The mattresses? Aye, aye, sir. Paper, paper. I need paper. What? Oh, the books. Ah. I hate to tear up Jean's principles of navigation. Uh, don't stand there, Matthew. It was over here. Here. Aye, sir. Mr. Ornblower, no, sir. No, I haven't taken leave of my senses, if that's what you're thinking. Just now rip Do- those mattresses open. Now. Rip them? Yes, yes. Here, man Come on. Good. Pull it out, Matthews. Pull it out. Pile pile the straw up here on on top of the paper, huh? That's it. Now now fetch me the lamp. Aye, sir. Careful of it, sir. It's fair hot. Yes, the hotter the better. There's grease inside. Hot grease. And luckily, it's lighted. And the grease goes over the straw like that. Now, Matthews, we'll take one page from Principles of Navigation and make a taper of it... Oh? So? By the Lord, Harry, sir. Fire! Ah, uh, you know what's behind that wall? Yes, sir, the paint locker. There's nothing burnt like paint. Like sir. paint or dry wood or cordage soaked with pitch and tar. That taper I gave you. Quick. Here you are, sir. The peak is sailing before the wind, and this cabin's in the starn, well below decks. If, if it gets started, the wind will blow the flames forward. If huh? they don't discover it first. Yeah, we'll not talk of that. You'd better start it, sir. Yes. Looks like a candle, doesn't it? Sir? A small, flickering candle for a birthday cake. Well, it'll make a brighter flame by far, I hope. All right, Matthews, we'll get up on deck. You have started a bonfire, sir. No, no, no. Leave, leave the door open and stay behind us. Might open to spot the fire, sir. Well, can't have a fire without a decent draft. And either way, it's a gamble now. Come on, up on deck now. And do your best to act as if nothing were amiss. <laughs> It was a reckless sortie, but, well, completely hopeless. The bow gun was well attended. As I led the way, I came full face against Captain Neville. Sir, you cannot shoot us in cold blood. Cold, I boil with despair. Oh, my beautiful ship, Peak. You shall be thrown overside. You shall be. I advise you to put up that pistol and surrender, Captain Nerville. Those are the guns of the indefatigable. And looked. And I remember how I looked. I stared with my heart in my eyes. The peak lay idle, wallowing in smoke and ruin, and bearing down with all sail set, a, a wave creaming white under her bicepit came the indefatigable. She rounded to, her cable's length to windward, her gun ports open at the ready first came launches to fight the fire, and then, swarming over the side, came an armed party with Lieutenant Mason in charge. I-, I shall never forget the amazement in his eyes when he caught sight of us. Good Lord! You hornblower! What are you doing here? Well, sir, you uh, are not. never mind now. You'll make your report to Captain Pellew. Now, where's the captain of this wreck? I am the captain, sir. Ah. Extremely bad luck, sir. Lieutenant Mason of his majesty's ship Indefatigable. I will accept your surrender, sir come in midshipman hornblower reporting to captain blue i called you in for some further questions hornblower it's not entirely clear what sir you devote most of your report to the rice ship the Mary gallant yes You appear to blame yourself for losing her. It was my fault, sir. I will assess responsibility. You mean I. I, I'm not to blame, sir. I believe I have already so stated. Go along. Ratio Hornblower, starring Michael Redgrave, is based on the novels of C.S. Forrester. Music composed and conducted by Sydney Torch. Produced by Harry Allen Towers.